Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode 210 of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic, and entrepreneur, and this is a coaching podcast. We talk about life, how to be better, do better, and feel better from whatever you're recovering from. In today's episode, we're talking about self-control and self-discipline because these two things work together and there are are some misconceptions about these concepts and how they work together. I'm sure you got that from the title, Helpful Secrets You Need to Stop the Self-Control Tailspin Now. That is a mouthful, my friends. (laughs) But having strong self-control can help you keep your debit card on lockdown and save you from another session of impulse spending on Amazon. It can help you refrain from having another cookie when they're just sitting there calling your name. It can help you refrain from giving your number to that person you have no business giving your number to. And This is a struggle so many of my clients have, and it can make you feel really bad about yourself. You know, you get stuck in the spiral, like what's wrong with me? Why can't I stop doing this? I'm shopping too much and it's causing problems in my marriage, or I'm working too much and it's causing problems in my marriage. I'm overeating and I feel like crap. I can't figure out this sugar thing. I quit drinking and now I'm eating sugar like crazy, right? We get caught up in all of those thoughts like something is wrong with us. Lacking self-control can cause a whole host of problems from your temper and your mouth getting the best of you in an argument with your partner, which you know is my downfall, (laughs) to deciding in a split second to go down the liquor aisle at the grocery store and put booze in your cart. It's that instant gratification thing we talk about in so many episodes. And I've shared some pretty funny stories of my own where I just couldn't control myself and my decisions because all I cared about was the instant gratification. I want it right now. I don't want to wait. I want it today. I want to feel good now instant gratification. But I want to talk about the difference between self-control and self-discipline because I want you to get how these two really work together. So think about it like this. Self-discipline is the gas pedal and self-control is the brake. Self-discipline gets us started and continues us on a path to stick to a new habit or hobby or a task. It's the thing that gets you to the gym after a long day. You've had a hard day at work. You're exhausted. All you want to do is go home and put your comfy clothes on. Self-discipline is the thing that will make you follow through and go ahead and go to the gym, even though you don't feel like it. (laughs) That's self-discipline. It's the development of your mental and emotional strength to stay the course that you know is what you want rather than 
bailing on it and giving up on yourself, right? And self-control is when you're faced with a desire, a compulsion, urge, a trigger, right? A reaction. Self-control helps you delay the immediate gratification. You helps you fight the struggle between knowing what's the right thing and wanting the right thing right now. <laughs> Self-control helps us limit or stop a bad habit or behavior that we already do. You can also think of it as Self-control is dealing with the short-term and self-discipline deals with the long-term and they do work together. So self-control is your ability to manage your impulses, your emotions, your reactions so that you can achieve whatever your long-term goals are. You have to have the discipline to have the control and you have to have control in order to be disciplined. This is where they get overlapped and can definitely be a bit confusing. And when we talk about self-control and self-discipline, I think we have to talk about willpower a bit too, because it's your, your willpower is your ability to exert self-control. It's how you focus throughout the day when you're being pulled a million different directions, right? Your phone, your email, friends, family, kids, dogs, dirty dishes, work, all this stuff, right? Your willpower is what kicks in to go, okay, I can't look at my phone right now because I have to do this thing. And there's a lot of research that's gone into figuring out how willpower works. And there's a theory that has quite a bit of support to back it up. And the theory is that willpower is a finite resource, meaning at some point it runs out, right? They call it ego depletion, which essentially means that willpower pulls from a reserve. And once it's empty, there's no more willpower left for us to use. And they say this is why it's so easy to like reach for the candy or fast food at the end of the day, because you're tired, you've been pulling from your willpower reserve all day, and you ran out. <laughs> there, there isn't anymore. Or you repeatedly hit the snooze button, right? When you know you need to get up. You guys hear me call it decision fatigue. And in dementia Alzheimer's world, there's a similar condition called sundowning, where memory and cognitive fun function decline in the evening hours. And I feel like all these things kind of work together with this concept of running out of willpower. Like there's only so much and you're going to run out and then it's hard to exercise self-control. And there was a test, you guys may have heard of this test. It was done in the 70s with children and it's the marshmallow test. And I think there was a resurgence of this too at the height of like COVID of quarantine. I think they were doing this a lot on TikTok and Instagram too. But here's the gist of it. A child is left in a room alone with one marshmallow. And they're told, if you can resist eating the marshmallow until I come back, then you'll be rewarded with two marshmallows. And listen to this. This is the crazy part. The children that were able to resist the single marshmallow in return for a bigger reward showed more positive life outcomes fewer behavioral problems, and better grades. All because they were able to resist giving into that immediate gratification. 
that little piece of self-control changes the big picture a lot. And here's the main reason I want to talk about this topic, because like so many other things, it commingles with anxiety. This plays into our anxiety and our level of anxiety. And you know, I live for teaching you different ways to manage yourself so that you can live your life to the fullest and really understand yourself and be able to manage yourself. (laughs) And also, none of us are totally disciplined or totally out of control, right? I don't want you to get caught up in that black or white thinking. We are all a mix of all the things. But self-discipline has been shown to help overcoming feelings of anxiety. It gives you a sense of control and self-mastery. And those are the things that feel out of our grasp, right? When you get super anxious, when your anxiety shoots through the roof, it gets worse and worse because you feel out of control and it feels like you can't do anything about it. But if you start working on your skills in self-control and self-discipline, that will bring down so much of that anxiety because you understand you do have control. And there are some super simple things you can do right now to feel less anxious by practicing more self-discipline. So I'm going to go through this list with you. Sorry, when I have a real list, I have to read it because otherwise I'll jack it all up. So (laughs) number one, improve your sleep routine. Going to bed and waking up at the same time sets your circadian rhythm. Your circadian rhythm is your internal clock. And going to bed and getting up at the same time establishes a routine that sets your circadian rhythm. They say that adults need somewhere between six and nine hours of sleep a night. So figure out what you need. I've had periods of my life that I have lived on very little sleep. And then I have, well, certainly as I've gotten older, I definitely need more sleep. There's no question that's been a huge shift for me just with aging, I've noticed I definitely need more sleep now than I used to when I was younger. Also sleeping in a cold room helps you sleep better. Um, Read a book before you go to bed to relax and really get in that mindset of relaxation and it's sleep time. Uh, A lot of people say limit your screen time 30 minutes before bed. I do not do that. But but I read that everywhere, but that is not one of mine. But the more of a routine you can make going to bed, the more of a routine you build around your bedtime, your body will start to understand when it's time to get sleepy. And quality sleep ensures lower levels of anxiety. Next is set daily goals. You can think about this like even a a simple to-do list. The habit of writing a list can set your self-discipline in motion, and it can boost your energy and excitement about what you need to do that day. It kind of surprises me sometimes, like when I do my list, because this is a, a normal routine for me, it kind of surprises me how much stuff is not urgent. You know, because if I just let things run through my head, 
at will <laughs> and, and I am a victim of the my head's will. If I just let things run through my head and I'm constantly thinking, oh, I need to remember to do this, do this, do this thing. Don't forget to do this. Return this call. Do this thing. When I just let it run through my head, it creates anxiety. But when I write things down and I look at it and look at what's actually important, like what are the things I really need to get done today? It's literally only two, maybe three things. And that's been a good part of this practice for me because otherwise I let it all run through my head like crazy and it makes me feel crazy. And I'll tell you how I do this for myself in this set daily goals. I actually bought a specific journal to make it easier for me to do this on a daily basis. It's called the Full Focus Planner. This is an entrepreneur thing. This is a productivity journal. And to be honest, this thing is pretty hardcore. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this journal is really hardcore. And I've gotten to where I'm doing it about 40% of the time. Now, that may not sound like a lot, but coming from 0% all the way up to 40% feels pretty damn good to me. So I start just by thinking about what's happening in my world, like what's going on right now, do I have any deadlines? Like what's happening? And then I'll write down the top three things that I need to get done that day, right? Obviously, if there are some deadlines, I have to be cognizant of that and know what I need to get done to meet those deadlines. If I need to get something to my social media person, if I need to get something to my assistant, I mean, whatever. I just think about what's happening in my day, what's happening in my world, and what do I need to get done that day? So I'll write down the top three things I need to do that day. Then I have a list of other ancillary things that I need to write down because if I don't write them down, I will forget. <laughs> so that's the simple stuff, right? Call this person, return this email, post this thing in the Facebook group, order your groceries to be delivered, all that kind of stuff. That just goes on a list. Then, of course, I just check it off. Now, because I am ADD, AF, <laughs> sometimes I get toward the end of the day and realize I've done all the easy stuff <laughs> and I've procrastinated all the big stuff. <laughs> so then I got to hustle and make the magic happen and get that stuff done. But before I had the journal to document everything, I just used a piece of paper. I had a steno pad that was my endless to-do list. And I just would add everything to that list throughout the day. When something pops in my mind, I just write it on that list. No matter how important or not important it was, everything just went on my never-ending list. Then I would put a star next to the things that I needed to get done today. And then another little life hack that I did, this is a good brain hack for me. This worked for years and years and years. I did it this way with my steno pad, put stars next to the things I need to get done that day. And then when I would complete the things, instead of crossing them off the list, I would highlight them. So everything I completed, I would highlight. So when I looked at my page, I saw everything I accomplished, everything I got done. And that's a little brain hack. It just makes you feel good. But it's that simple. Make a list. Put stars next to the things you want to do today. Easy peasy. Next one, better diet and exercise. 
your body needs to be fueled appropriately to create a happy mind. (laughs) We talk about dopamine and serotonin and most of your serotonin, which is the neurotransmitter that deals mostly with anxiety, most of your serotonin is created in your gut. So when you can limit the bad stuff, like the super processed foods, fried foods, and incorporate more healthy stuff like plants, right? (laughs) Fruits and vegetables, plants, and then pair that with some exercise. And that can be as simple as taking a walk. This will naturally help lower your stress level and your feelings of anxiety. All natural. I love anything I can do to lower my anxiety in a natural way or treat my depression in a natural way or deal with my ADD in a natural way. Our bodies are made to function in a certain way. And if we fuel them appropriately, we have a much better grasp on, we have much more control in what's happening inside of us. So now that we've talked about how to lower your anxiety, you're probably wondering, how do I work on self-control and self-discipline so I can follow through on my own list of things? <laughs> you know, whatever your list of things is for your anxiety. Self-control and self-discipline really don't take a ton of effort. It takes time, right? That's the thing. And that's what makes us all mad because we want the instant gratification. <laughs> but I have a list for this too, my friend. So here we go, helpful ways to improve your self-discipline and self-control. Number one, find what works for you. It's important to understand where you are naturally more inclined to be more disciplined. You hear me say this, you hear me talk about this a lot. One of my greatest keys to success in my life, recovery, and my businesses greatest key to success is understanding my shortcomings. I have to be so clear on the areas that I do not perform well because I have to put things in place to make up for me not performing well in those areas, right? It doesn't mean the areas don't need to perform well. It means I need help to perform well in those areas. You have to understand what works for you. Where do you naturally shine? What are the activities and things that you are naturally good at? Some people, it's the food thing, right? Like I have tons of friends that they're just people who love vegetables and will just walk around and snack on bell pepper strips. Like I'm not that guy. You know, that is not my strong suit. So for me, it takes a little more energy to figure out how to snack healthy, right? I have to put more energy into that if I want to be good in that area because it doesn't come naturally to me. So become aware of what is and isn't working. That's the first step to figuring it out. And start practicing different things. Start trying different methods and searching for different ways to do things. Whatever the things are that you want to work on, like just start practicing different stuff, right? Like I did my steno pad list forever. Then I found out about this entrepreneur planner and I thought, you know what? Let me try that and see if that helps me focus a little bit more because 
It is an entrepreneur's journal. So it's more about productivity and your annual goals and your quarterly goals and breaking it down and staying on track. So I thought, well, let me try that because I definitely need to be better in that way. So let me try this thing. Try different things and figure out what works for you. Next one is notice your rhythm. You may already recognize, most of us do, we already recognize like what time of the day we're at our best. For me, that's in the morning, right? I'm at my best in the morning. The world is quiet. It's peaceful. I love the super early morning. And then I slump in the afternoon. So figure out what is your rhythm and work within those times, right? Meaning in my slump, so see, I like to do my super important has to be done things. I have to do those in the morning. I also have to exercise in the morning because that's when my energy is the highest. My mood is the best and I'm just at my best. Then I slump in the afternoon. So in the afternoon, that's the best time for me to do my sessions with my clients because sessions with clients, I know technically it's work, but these are just beautiful conversations with my friends. You know, I mean, my client, we spend a lot of time together and we know each other and we laugh and we enjoy each other and we're connecting. So when I, when I'm at a lull in the afternoon, I don't want to be staring at the damn computer doing research and website stuff like because that drains my energy. So if when I'm down, I want to do something that lifts me up. And for me, that's my sessions with my clients. I love that. I can make a cup of coffee or a protein shake and I just sit down and I get to connect with people. So figure out what your rhythm is. Maybe it's environment right? Do you like to work at work out at home instead of working out at the gym? If you know that about yourself, then you can start putting things in place to make your routine easier for you. But explore what works for you and make sure you're taking advantage of your natural rhythms in your day. Be powerful in your most powerful time and then do more feel-good things in your lower energy times. All right, next, work rest intervals. This is so funny, you guys. I have to do this a lot, right? Because I'm a little lazy and I'm a procrastinator. And some of you might be familiar with this concept from workout classes, right? We do intervals, work rest intervals, interval training. But you can also implement this in your everyday life. And it really can help you be more focused and get more things done, which gives you more control in your day. So if I catch myself like where I've put something off or procrastinating things, for me, this is almost always like house stuff because I don't care. I'm a workaholic. I love to work. My work is freaking incredible. It's so much fun. So my house will start to fall apart because I just put that stuff off, you know, I get a ton of deliveries. So I've always got a huge stack of boxes that I need to break down. Uh, you know, just that little kind of stuff that I'll just walk by and be like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it later. When it it's, but it's also hard because I'm, I'm a neat freak. I'm a clean neat freak. So when I find stuff starting to get a little bit out of control, I'll set a timer on my phone. I'll be like, okay, for 10 minutes, we're just going to focus on cleaning up the kitchen. 
you know, unload the dishwasher, reload the dishwasher, wipe down all the cabinets, countertops, whatever. I'll just set the timer on my phone and I go for it. I might turn on a podcast or an audio book and I have 10 minutes that I'm just doing that thing. And then when the timer goes off, then I just take a break and, you know, maybe drink a glass of water, cuddle my dog, whatever the thing may be, but you work and rest intervals. Sometimes I'll play this little game with myself too, where I'll see how fast I can do something. Like I'll have my laundry all sorted and then it will sit there sorted for like days, you know, and I'll just like walk around it. And then I get to that place. It's like, Angela, seriously, like just get it done. Like this is so ridiculous. Just get it done. And then I'll play a game and I'll get my phone and I'll set a timer for like two minutes. I'll be like, see how much you can do in two minutes, you know? And then I just go for it. I'm like, start the washing machine, and then go fold some clothes in the closet, put some stuff away, put things in the hamper, throw the laundry in the washing machine, like whatever. I just play this game with myself. How much can you get done in two minutes? And it's crazy how much you can get done, by the way. But work rest intervals, it just helps, right? It helps to set the timer and then just work undistracted on that thing until the timer goes off. And then take a little break and walk around and do something fun and kiss your dog. Uh, I did this too with meditation, you guys. This is how I very first started working on meditation. I would set my timer. And now I'm such a cheater. Now I just (laughs) go on YouTube And I'll search for however many minutes I want to meditate. So I'll do like 10-minute meditation on productivity or 10-minute meditation for self-esteem or 10-minute relaxation meditation, like whatever. I totally cheat now. But when I first started working on meditation, I would set my timer and then sit down undistracted and just do that until the timer went off. Next one is reconnect with your bigger picture. This is so big because it really brings it home and it really, really sets that self-discipline and self-control in motion in your brain. So the things that you don't want to do, you have to relate it to the bigger picture of why you really want to do it, right? Maybe you work long hours because you're helping your parents with their bills or You're losing your willpower, right? You're losing your willpower to go to the gym every day because all you're thinking about is the weight that you want to lose. But the weight you want to lose isn't the big picture. This was a shift for me with exercise and food. My big picture really is that I want to enjoy my life and feel good. I really would like to do everything in my power to avoid major health issues as much as I can. Now, there's no guarantee that, you know, because I eat better and I work out, there's no guarantee I'm not going to have any health issues, right? This is life. It's bizarre and it's full of curveballs. But I want to do my part. And my big picture is thinking about like my little nieces and nephews, like I want to be playing with their kids in 20 and 25 years. I want to be able to, in 20 years, crawl around on the floor and climb things and jump off things with them like I do today. I want to be able to do that in 20 years. And the only way to do that is if I care for myself and if I'm fueling my body properly and treating myself well. So bring it back to 
your big picture and what your personal values and goals are. And that helps self-discipline and self-control become much easier. Think about your big picture. And then the last piece of this, I feel like I'm really rambling today. The last piece of this, I want to talk about how this can improve your life overall. So I have this little short list of practicing these skills of self-control and self-discipline creates huge life improvement, right? Like that marshmallow test, like that's crazy that such a simple thing being able to practice delayed gratification creates all of those much better life outcomes, right? Better grades, fewer behavioral problems, and positive life outcomes overall, like all from just being able to practice some self-control in the moment and not go for the instant gratification. Like this is huge. This is one of my big tests for myself too. When I realized that All the reward in life is in the ability to delay gratification, not being an instant gratification person. When I realized that, I started to use this as a little test for myself. Whenever I'm doing anything, I'm like, "Mm, is this delayed gratification or is this instant gratification? Because whenever I can go for the delayed gratification, I will always have greater rewards, always, no matter what. This improves your life overall in every area. It gives you the ability to complete long-term goals, right? Not just think about having long-term goals and not really doing anything to achieve them because we still get caught up in instant gratification, but really thinking about your long-term goals. You know, the more you exercise that self-discipline and self-control in the short term, the more your long-term goals will start to come to fruition. You'll start to get some of those rewards. Lowering your anxiety, right? Feeling anxious makes gives us racing thoughts and it makes it hard to focus on anything. But focus, focusing your attention is also a form of self-control and it helps us limit distractions. Like I think about this too, one of the most beautiful creations, inventions, whatever, (laughs) the do not disturb setting on our phones. Like how nice is that just to limit distractions, turn your notifications off. When you have the self-control to do that, one of the greatest things I do, you guys, is I just put my phone face down so I don't see it lighting up nonstop, right? That's how I limit a distraction. I just put it face down and then it's out of sight, out of mind. And then I can focus on getting things done that are really important to me or getting my three things for the day done. Also, I know this is not going to come as a surprise, but impulsivity, right? Inadequate self-control is impulsivity is linked to higher usage of substances. People with addiction don't focus on the future or the consequences of our actions. People with addiction are primarily focused on immediate gratification. That's why I talk about it on this podcast so much. Also with food addiction, right? So many of us struggle with food issues. And it's hard to think about self-discipline and self-control without thinking about diet and exercise because it's so 
in our face all the time. But reaching for comfort food when you feel stressed out or anxious is because you're seeking instant gratification from the food. And this goes back to what we talked about earlier, where self-discipline is the gas pedal, self-control is the brake. Self-control is what will help you eat in moderation and add some healthier foods to your meal and only have two cookies instead of having the whole bag of cookies, right? (laughs) But self-discipline is what will keep you making better choices and keep you going to the gym to get that exercise in. This also self-control will help you in your relationship when you can pause for a second and not just react like a crazy person, but pause for a minute and think about the other person. It allows you that little piece of self-control will allow you to be more empathetic with your partner, right? So having self-control in all of your interpersonal relationships and interactions with other people really helps to override the urge to react negatively or impulsively in situations. Instead, your self-control helps you be more reflective and constructive in your communication and your responses. So then you're responding, you're not reacting. And being resilient. This is a huge piece too. Resilience is how easily you back bounce back from something, right? So life is full of curveballs. You're always going to have curveballs thrown at you. But how quickly do you bounce back? How resilient are you when you have something difficult to overcome? And your ability to bounce back is directly related to your self-control. People who are more resilient believe in their ability to overcome challenges they face. And when you believe in your ability to bounce back, it makes it easier to pause and go, okay, what do I need to do? Where if you haven't practiced that and you're just reacting and freaking out and losing your mind over every tiny thing, of course you're not going to bounce back because all your energy is focused on the freaking out instead of believing in yourself and just stopping and going, okay, yeah, this sucks. This is really hard. What do I need to do? I know I can figure it out. So what do I need to do to get through this? That's being resilient, having some self-control. So overall, self-control and self-discipline really contribute to your overall happiness. And you can become more productive and creative when you have more control over yourself and your emotions and your behaviors. This was a lot of information. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was helpful for you. You guys know how to find me if you need anything. If you aren't in the Facebook group, please go join us there. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash addiction unlimited. And don't forget, if you have a second, take a minute to give a rating and review of Addiction Unlimited podcast. This is so helpful for me in podcast world, and I need to start throwing that reminder out there more. I just never think about it. But if you have a minute, I would love it if you would take 90 seconds and do rate and review. Really helps in the podcast world. I love you guys. I hope you're having a fantastic day, and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. 
Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.